Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. My name is Randy, and tonight I am joined again by Eric Abraham, everyone's favorite. I should have just said Abraham. I don't know why I said Eric. I never said Oh, the full name, man. Like, somebody <laughs> looking for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> Super busy week. We're going to get to that in a second. But Abraham, tonight uh, we're breaking down episode eight of season 42. Episode eight, how you like the merge. Ooh. Woo. First, first real merge episode, I, I would say, since last week we had kind of the fake, I want uh, I don't want to say fake merge, kind of half merge. It, it was the twist merge. If you know, I think I remember them early on, like the first 10 seasons doing something the same way where they kind of did a merge, but they didn't do a merge. And then somebody else had to do one more thing, which you really don't want to be on the bubble. Really, it's the bubble merge. We call it the bubble. Because if I it mean, goes wrong for you, yeah. I'm a fan of it. You have to earn your way into the game. I mean, I, we talked about that a little last week, whether we liked it or not. Well, see, it was a more better, it was a better structure introduction to the twist. Mm-hmm. Jeff couldn't have been no more plainer when he said, hey, if you go, you can change the game. I mean, it's telling you right there. You can either eat or you can go. So 41 didn't have all that explanation. 42 did. And I still like the way it got played out because to me, the people make Survivor and the decisions that make make their season. So I like the way Roxroy played it out. I like the way his alliance became on top versus being on bottom. He saved a couple of extra people, but we're going to see they got they got got this time. But <laughs> um, now we got the true dynamics of being in the same camp, dealing with each other and seeing how people are really trying to react because now you're getting you're getting down to okay who's going to be the person to decide if you get a million dollars and who's going to be sitting in those chairs to receive a million dollars so that's where we're at now definitely getting down to crunch time but before we talk season 42 i gotta say i'm a little tired today but i'm blessed i am blessed beyond belief it has been an incredible ride this week had the opportunity to interview multiple castaways from the past season of survivor australia blood versus water if you guys have not watched it go check it out it is a fantastic season a phenomenal season started off the week talking to juicy dave 
Which everybody loves Juicy Dave. And then the very next day, I got to talk to his daughter, Brianna. And she was just a bundle of fun. Such a great heart. We get along so well. Like, we're like the same person is what I pretty much found out. When we're going to Australia, when was the trip? We need to go. And then today, just a few hours ago, it premieres tonight on our YouTube channel. Go check that out as well. Survivor Now podcast on YouTube. There's a lot of content going up over there. I got to talk to some people call her princess. I like to call her queen of Australia, Nina Twine. <laughs> it was I'm it, talking about it was a blessing. And then mo- the most important thing about this week, we cannot do any of this without you guys and your support. And we just hit 1000 listen listens over our kind of not even year here because we started in july so kind of half a year we just hit a thousand listens thank you guys thank you thank you thank you i started in my kitchen on my phone and i never ever thought it would get this big (laughs) already i've had the opportunities to talk to some great people like abraham like mark like nina like juicy day brianna i could go on forever nasir um and it's just been even though my ultimate dream is to compete, this is this is the next best thing. And I've been, it's been a ride of a lifetime, Abraham. And I, I just have to thank you again. You I sent you a huge message, man. And I mean special thanks to you about wow, Randy, coming hey, on look, here and helping me out. I am happy to be along for the ride. This is this has been an adventure. Um, it definitely keeps the survivor bug going. Um and just be, you know, just to see the growth of it. We were just laughing before we started about the new equipment we we're trying to get to make it better. And uh, definitely the people that sit there and they listen to what we had to say. And that's the way we kind of recap stuff. Much appreciative. So that. What? Much appreciative of them um, just to tune in. I mean, we all love Survivor. Uh, we get a chance to meet some of the original members of Survivor through different uh, different uh, different events. We also get to meet the new Survivors that are making their mark, like Season 41, um, the monster. <laughs> the monster. Is it this monster right here? Oh, no. the monster. <laughs> uh, uh, but you get a chance to live and understand how we went through our journey and, and, and excitement and stuff and still, you know, have fun with it. You can check out all those uh, interviews, podcasts and everything. Wherever you listen to podcasts, probably if you're listening to us right now, just go ahead and go check them out and then come back and spend the rest of the time with us. Or like I said, you can go to our YouTube, make sure to subscribe there. So let's get into it, Abraham. I think I covered everything here. So let's get into this. So uh, we come back. Uh, they made the merge. Everyone is now part of the new purple tribe. They, they end up calling it, it. It's seen in a secret scene, but it's called Kalu Kalu. We just got done voting off Lydia, which everybody's heads are all over the place. Some people get out of the loop. Some people know exactly where they are in the tribe. We kind of have this eight person alliance running things, but I like to call it more of a seven person alliance and then Roxroy in case they need him. That's what I like. To, <laughs> that's what I like to call it. So let me run through some points here. Uh, Mike starts off the episode, kind of a nice recap from Mike. He tells us who's on the outs, tells us Chanel, Romeo, Tori, and Marianne. I'm still shocked about Romeo, and we're going to get to him a lot this episode. Chanel knows she's in a tough spot. She's like, I'm not blind. I know I'm on the bottom, and I'm going to, you know, it's time to start playing the game. Abraham, we've talked about it. Even Nina, when I was speaking with her earlier, said, hey, 
there's a certain time you got to rev things up and and that's the merge you know the merge is the time that you start playing to me chanel really just never got any traction yeah she just never got really any traction um and we really don't see her trying to play the game and it all goes back to had she never casted that vote for mike or has she never admitted casting a vote for mike she could have just said hey i didn't make the vote I don't know who put that butt on you, Mike. We need to find him. And that could have worked in her favor, but I don't understand it. You voted for Mike and then, and now Mike has a vendetta out against you. There, there, there was multiple, there was multiple mistakes because she had that. And then she didn't tell Omar that, you know, he doesn't have his vote and Omar was willing to work with Chanel. But once he found that out, he's like, I can't trust her anymore. See, I, Omar, I can't really be, I, I'm like, I don't know where his is coming from either. I think he think he has more power until he gets voted out. But here's the thing. Did you tell her that you didn't have a vote and neither one of them has votes? Yeah. Because the information he's accusing her of not sharing is the same information he didn't share either. I mean, you're so, not wrong. I mean, how can you be mad about it? How can you say <laughs> she don't tell? Well, no, you, you, you didn't tell each other when you came back together after you went on that trek. Here's what I did. So this is the reason why me and you knew me I have votes because I thought you were going to do this. Chanel's not the only one who kind of is at edge with other people on the tribe um, because we get a scene here where Romeo is frustrated at Drea for leaving him out of the vote. And this is also the moment that we see Drea and we thought they were close. You know, they were working together from the beginning of the game. And this is when we see Drea say, look, Romeo is running around paranoid 24 seven. And she's like, look, we were working together, but I got this nice alliance now. If I have to leave Romeo in the dust, so be it. I'll leave him in the dust. And Romeo, he's got a reason to be frustrated here, Abraham. I think anybody would be I, frustrated. I, I beg to differ because I want to go back when Roxbury said, hey, we're going to flip the game on his head. And now my group has immunity. Go back to that clip where Romeo was like, now nah, I need to take my power back. OK, that is when he started becoming paranoid. You didn't have any power in the game at this moment. <clears throat> but we also we don't see him doing much towards the game. But repeating, he's almost repeating everything that's going on, which makes you a threat to everybody. Because now I can't trust you. I can't tell you anything. Well, he's, and we're going to talk gotta, about that when they talk about driving that car. Well, yeah, a lot of car references. But <laughs> the, the thing is, the reason that he's super frustrated is he did have this like duo with Drea. And it seemed like once the merge happened, you know, Drea told her, her alliance, that eight person alliance, they were talking about who they could bring in. She didn't even mention Romeo's name. She said, look, I've got rocks and I've got Tori with me. No, she didn't even say Tori. She just said uh, rocks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause rock Tori, none of them like Tori. She just, we're going to talk about that too, but none <laughs> of them like Tori. Romeo. Here's the thing about it is the game of survivor when you're not a target, but you make yourself a target. And that's what Romeo is doing. He's making himself a target when he's not even a target at this time. That gives you time to make your alliances that gives you time to work with somebody else. But when you start to make yourself a threat and a threat and sometimes the threat is just repeating something. You can't repeat everything. That's yeah. the thing about it is you got to know what to repeat, what not to repeat. And the way they edited Romeo, he was talking to everybody. Cuckoo, cuckoo. So <laughs> it was like, that's how they were editing Romeo. Cause Marianne, it was like, Mary, I'm like, I don't know why they, they keep targeting Marianne, but Keep in mind, Marianne has an idol. I mean, you were just killing it on the podcast today, going from one 
uh, one talking point to another, because another thing that we see here right after tribal is kind of an emotional scene from Marianne. And we'll get into, there's so much to talk about this episode. If you guys can't already tell, cause we, we look ahead and we're like, we have to talk about this later, but this was an emotional episode for Marianne. And what really got it started was the beginning of this. And this is always a fear I had about survivor and going on the show. She knows she's on the outs. She got left out of the boat and she doesn't understand why no one wants to work with her. And she says, it's almost like you're the nerdy kid at school and you're being left out of the cool kids alliance. None of the cool kids want to work with you. And it, it, it was tough to see because you see her kind of poking at the fire and, you know, no one really wants to talk strategy with Marianne outside of Omar. Here's the thing about it is Survivor will bring back some some haunting memories. Because you're dealing with people and you would think that 18 people that got together to have this great experience would really bond off of that. No, because people have real personalities and who they really are. They didn't pick us because we're going to be kumbaya. They picked <laughs> us because somebody <laughs> That'd be a boring show. That'd yeah, be a boring somebody show. wanted to choke somebody else. I think Marianne is a great person to be on Survivor. One, she always looks like she's having a great time. The things that about her that are quirky are not bad things. She's that same person, man. If I knew her, I'd be like, hey, Marianne, let's go. Let's hang out because she's a great individual. And I like the way she summed it up. I will use my emotions as my weapon. And I said, that's if people think that, oh, don't vote her. She's sad. Oh, we got somebody on our season do the same thing. They literally, <laughs> they literally, I was like, I was like, that's how I got got. Yes. Because people, I mean, it's an emotional game. Uh, but if you look at Marianne's approach to the game and you look at the challenges, she's always the life of the party. It's a, it's, it's a good strategy. I mean, if you have the emotions and you can control your emotions, why not use them? We've seen it in the game before. If you have the looks and you want to use those to your advantage, use them. <laughs> the best emotional play in all of the survivor is Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> oh, my grandmother died. I was oh, like, one of the most iconic moments. I respected him for doing that. Everyone was oh. so mad at him. I was like, props to you, man. I'm sure his grandma was fine with it. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, but to orchestrate that move, it, oh, he stayed around a little longer than he should have on that move. But <laughs> just that, that's an emotional move because think about it. At that time, all the families were coming to visit. You already emotional. And you like, we can't vote a guy out that grandmother just died. We were going <laughs> to vote him out, but we're going to keep him because this time because his grandmother died. Oh, Best man. play ever. So her her realizing that she's emotional, but realizing how she can use it to further her game. To me, she understands how to play Survivor. Not like, Abraham. You know, I don't I don't care that your grandmother died. You're getting voted out. <laughs> I'm going to help you get. Hey, look. I'm going to help you get back home earlier. <laughs> so <laughs> Love it. That is why you're one of my favorites. Right? Yeah, I, I'll, we'll get you <laughs> hey, bring my, give me my wallet back. I'll get your plane ticket. You got it. So. You got a funeral to get to. So let's go ahead and send you home. Uh, so we got an awesome line here. I mean, if you aren't in love with Mike as a character or a player yet, then what is your issue? Mike has this line. Hey, you know, he's representing the older guys out there. He represents the 15% off at Denny's crowd is what he said. <laughs> and I was, I was like, what is he talking about? You get 15% off at Denny's? I, I, think if, like, I think if you're older than 50, you get 15% off at Denny's. 
I can swear it's like 60, but I don't, I've never gone to Denny's and say, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm 50. Do I get a discount? <laughs> no um, one wants to. Mike went on a, on a tangent about, I'm like, I've never really think about it. 50 and 49 are the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you, it's not like you just, you incredibly aged 20 years between 49 and 50. So I don't really, I think it's 60. I think it's 60 or 65. Okay. Um, but I do. I like the fact that Mike is Mike. Mike, you get what you get. That's why he's still trying to well, drag the, the, the crazy Chanel thing, through the mud. The crazy thing is, and why everyone loves him, Abraham, is he is so he is willing. He's a people person who just wants to learn stuff that are out of his comfort zone. We immediately go from that scene where he's choking around to he wants to he wants to watch Omar pray because Omar already talked to us about his uh, religion. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Mike isn't, you know, used to. And Mike asks, can I, Hey, can I watch you pray? Mike watches him do, you know, do his thing. And then Mike said, you know what? It's really no different, you know, and that's something that he didn't know. And it was a really beautiful moment to watch. And he's had these moments already with like high and, and Romeo uh, just Jonathan? Kind of, with Jonathan. Yeah. Where he sits down and he just talks to him. I I'm really starting to think that Mike is like America's favorite. Because he's a per- he's literally just a man who who wants to talk and get to know the better side of people, and it's you know, really incredible to watch. I, I, and I like Mike. And I got to get a good credit that he's open minded. You know, a lot of people would kind of step back when they say, "Okay, you're a Muslim and you're praying, and why are you praying here in Fiji? Which gonna leave your religion at home? You know, it's not. And the thing about one thing about Survivor is it's an opportunity." to get to meet people outside of your comfort zone, outside of your circle, you know, and get to know them and ask questions. I think one of the biggest things that we have in this world that's a hindrance is people just don't ask questions. Don't, yep. be, don't be fearful that you think the question is the issue. Sometimes it's how you present the question, but if you got a question, just ask the question, you know? Um, and Mike, <laughs> I can't get on Mike. You're 51, Mike. <laughs> you ain't that old, so stop. Um, no, Mike is 50. I thought he was Five 56 or, or something. Yeah. Okay. Mike a little older than him. Mike is Mike does represent the older spectrum of the 50 group, but he's out there. He's in good shape. Um, he's taking care of himself. And I always say that always be prepared to take advantage of an opportunity when it presents itself. So Mike was a firefighter. So you got to know what Mike was doing and he's out there, but he's in great shape. He's competing and you got a, a 20 year old sitting over here. <clears throat> you, you got a 24 year old over here. He looked better than Roxroy do. <laughs> so, well, the thing is, too, like, these these moments are so beautiful because I could be wrong here and no one knows other than Mike, but I truly don't see these moments he's having with these his fellow castaways as game moments or something that's going to help him advance in the game. It really does feel like he's just doing it to get to know everyone. No, and that's the thing about it is you if you don't take an opportunity to step back and enjoy those moments, because remember now they film you 24 seven. We only as a viewer only get 45 minutes. So you have plenty of time to get to know your fellow individual, that pro that person, who that person is like everybody on Yasa tribe. I knew everything about them. So, but we, because we all communicated and then the rest of them kind of fell in place as we all got to know each other through votes or, we met after the show, but we got a chance to meet each other. And that's the thing about it is 
everybody's not going to like everybody, but if you have the opportunity to be on Survivor, there will always be a group that will always be connected by Survivor. What? Everyone's not going to like everyone? Uh, you're crazy. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> hey, look. There's still there's still people from season one who aren't talking to each other. Still <laughs> mad about some stuff. I'm like, I'm really not gonna carry that long, but I'm not mad with anybody from season 41. Um, Are you sure, nah. Abraham? No one. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, <laughs> no, look, I'm I, I just saw him in March for for our finale party. I'm, I'm I'm good with everybody in season 41, and throughout the year I'll see them. Um, I'll see Brad and a couple of them in, in June and I'll see a couple more. Um, I'll probably jump on one, a watch party with Bryce and Wendell because oh. they forever putting on a watch party. I can drive uh, now. So we need to coordinate that. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> in. Uh, I think I, I need to ask him now that we know what the some dates are. I need to ask him what they're going to do. And I'll determine where, you know, season 41. It'll be nice if they brought season 41 back to be a part of the finale show with season 42. That would be incredible. I'm going I'm to put that out there. It'd be nice that they'd be like, you know what? We understand season 41 didn't have a finale show. How about y'all come and y'all see, hey, represent the, the pandemic survivor group. That'd be pretty cool. If you guys didn't hear today, it was announced by CBS. We are having a season 42 finale episode. We're back to the three hours of Survivor that night. Three hours. I will be at somebody's reunion party. Abraham is not happy about 42 having a reunion show. I'm I'm not I'm not not happy about them getting one. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Still (laughs) mad about us not getting one. So it's a difference. I'm happy that they realize how. And here's the thing about a reunion show. It's an opportunity to come back together and let people see it was a show. I really don't want to choke this person here in person or to deal with some issues after you've had some time apart. Cause sometimes you just need some time apart because we're, we're in a gritty part. We are in a no food. No, you like, I'm going to kill you. I'm tired of you. Um, and all you have on your side is a vote and you need four more people to help you vote that person out. So you can get some peace that night. But once you do that, you know, then you can come back together. So that's the part about it. I'm glad they get the opportunity. I'm just wondering if it's going to be in LA or not. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they'll take it back to New York like it used to be. Who knows? Uh, th- uh, back in the old seasons, it was in New York. Um, I saw they just did a re- they just did a uh, review a sh- uh, watch party in Chicago, mm. and I was looking at Xander, and I was like, he still got a jacket on. I'm not going up there. <laughs> <laughs> too cold, too cold for Abraham. So yeah, he will not be hitting up uh, any watch parties that you guys are holding in Alaska. <laughs> so don't even send him the invite. <laughs> It's 80 degrees in Texas. <laughs> it is a nice 70 here and we're loving it. That is like beach weather for Indiana. Uh, but let's get to this reward challenge. So it's a basketball challenge. This is one we've kind of seen before with a different take. Basically, you have the buoys that you jump into the water or if you're Jonathan, you swan dive like you're the new Aquaman into the water. And then you have to untie the buoys. You get five of them, and then you have to shoot them in the water while two people are rebounding. Uh, so before we get into the reward and the challenge itself and what happens, uh, we get a taste of fourth wall breaking Jeff here. He's back, and he says, <laughs> look, he says, I've got the same advantage that Xander didn't find last year. We're going to hide it in the same place, and hopefully they find it, because this time, if they don't, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Um, and so basically 
they're they're drawing rocks into two teams. One person is going to get the gray colored rock and have to sit out. This person was Marianne, which I was heartbroken at the moment. I'm like, well, I hope she finds the advantage clue. But Marianne is someone right now who really needs a pick me up. But then Drea, the reward is okay. The reward. (laughs) He kept saying it's a touch. What did he say? A touch of home or a feeling of home or something like that. And I was thinking love notes. And no, he's like peanut butter and jelly. All right. I'm I'm trying to convey this in the most sensitive way. Think of your body not having anything normal for weeks because they're on day 16. So we, we got at least two weeks of y'all basically eating coconuts, crabs, and drinking water out of a well. <laughs> so and if you caught some fish or you got some fish doing a reward, that's about it. But that's in between. And you want to end my day with peanut butter and jelly. Not a peanut <laughs> but, are you not a peanut butter and jelly fan? I love peanut butter and jelly, but not after 14 days, my body would react a little differently. Uh, and, and unlike the Australian situation where they have an agreement with the environment, they have a situation set up where you, you can eat peanut butter and jelly. Uh, (laughs) the peanut butter was stinking up the shelter last night. I'll say that. And keep, and keep, (laughs) I mean, and and keep, and keep some, uh, you know, but in Fiji, you got two choices, peanut butter and jelly and go to the woods or peanut butter and jelly and go to the water. (laughs) Yeah. One of listeners and viewers, you figure that out. But that's how peanut butter and jelly is. So I, I mean, just like Drea, she said, I don't like peanut butter and jelly. She has a very good fitness background. So the peanut butter, I'll be like, ah, they do a lot of peanut butter stuff and fitness stuff. But I like the way, and I think there was a bonding moment for her and Marianne after they had their dispute at the last tribal council. Because nobody had to volunteer. She still didn't have to eat the peanut butter and jelly. But she said, I don't like peanut butter and jelly. But. I don't think she knew there was a clue there. I think no. she looked for a clue there. Um, we saw fourth wall breaking Jeff multiple times this episode. <laughs> are, uh, are you a fan of this fourth wall breaking Jeff or is it kind of getting old at this point to you? I think he got to get his rhythm. I like the way it's almost if you're looking at a TV show and they put a real time clip in of a real time clip. I just think he has to get a rhythm of how it fits in. I like the way he's conveying information. I like his little kind of sneak peek into what's going to happen. I just think it's, there's a couple of like, like they're like, okay, like they're tweaking season 42. A, well, a lot. Season 42 right now is a lot of season 41. We're just going to redo it. Yeah, but they're learning for what they saw in 41. They're learning it with the viewers said in 41 and they're making the changes. Do we really need to see Jeff every time they got a challenge? No. We don't. <laughs> well, Dr- Drea finds the advantage. So Jeff isn't disappointed. He would have been pissed if she did oh, not find it. Hold on, Randy. I, I'm sorry. I got to give honorable mention to the best two dives, the best three dives in the challenge. Jonathan, number one. Who? Uh, Lindsay, number two. Lindsay, really? Mm-hmm. Did you not see Lindsay dive off? Lindsay was neck and neck with him on a challenge. Lindsay dove with Jonathan, but I think I was too yeah. I was too busy man crushing over Jonathan's like ten no, no, out of gotta, ten to notice Lindsay's. You got to look over there. They had, they're the only two people that actually dove into the water. And don't you say who I think you're going to say. Don't you say her, <laughs> Marianne, for screaming 
the whole way down. I was like, so when do you close your mouth? Because it's a lot of water down there. And it's salt water, too, which I hate salt water. But Marianne screamed the whole way down. What is she <laughs> so, screaming about? She's having a great time, man. She's having a great time, and I love it. Oh, it was literally she walks up the stairs and instantly just starts screaming like bloody murder screaming while I'm, the entire run up. I love it, man. I think it's, it's, a, it's a if you're not going to have some fun, why are you out there? Well, it's another challenge that based off the edit comes down to the wire. We don't know how close it actually was, but we know it at least finished five, four. Basically, Omar's shooting and he looks like buckets. <laughs> he is he literally hitting everything i mean omar is a secret basketball star and then it was roxroy who could not hit the, the shot could not hit it to save his life abraham get out there and teach this man how to hit a jumper so he should have just went with some simple we were look we're trying to pick up something that's not heavy and we're trying to shoot it like a regular basketball should we reflect back on uh, our young uh jr from our season <laughs> jd <laughs> Money. JD from the finger roll, money. Um, here's the thing: you're trying to figure out how to get it in that little hole, and it just was a rocks, Roy, because that's what Jonathan said. Hey, I'll do it. Jonathan swings back over. He said it in a nice way, but I looked at my family. I'm like, here comes Jonathan to say, "All right, move." <laughs> yeah, basically, just, yeah, just, just, just like, get out the way. Because hey, he, he asked, he said, "You mind if I give it a try?" And he was already heading back to get out of the water. He was already coming it, back and let me get a try. And in the game of Survivor, that e that's either a power move or that's a death move. So you just never know how it's going to work out. Oh, that was a power move by Jonathan because Jonathan once again reminds us why if he's on your team, you're eating. You're eating. And he, hey, look, they got the W. That was a win. Uh, it's got to be bad. Uh, Omar looked mad after Jonathan came back and beat him. He did not look happy. It was it was a good it wasn't one of those things where you could say Jonathan was a factor for you losing. You just couldn't hit the last bucket. And he had three shots at it, I think, to actually get it in before Jonathan put in five. So you'd already you was already had four in there and needed one more to go. Jonathan comes up and sinks all of them. So and then you've <laughs> got to remember, you already you stressed, you're nervous. And you just couldn't get it back together. And hey, look, give me peanut butter and jelly. Now. I'm eating peanut butter and jelly. They all had, <laughs> so they they all had uh, their mini like school lunch bags with their PB and J, and that's what they reminded me of. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> is enjoying the PB and J; he's having fun with the tribe. Omar feels in a wonderful position. He says he's playing kind of everybody. You know, he's got everybody. He's got eyes on all sides, and we've seen this before. If he can, if he can play this the right way, Abraham. Omar could go really far in this game. But if one, if two people who are on separate sides find out he's playing everyone, that will it's ruin done. his game. Yes. He, he's uh, right now. I'm giving him credit for a great game because he's not too much and he's just enough. So he's not where Romeo is too much. Uh, but we still got to remember Chanel is on the chopping block. Well, no, no. Tori's on the chopping block. At this moment, so, yes, Tori is the name that everyone's looking at. Romeo kind of as a backup is what I'm kind of hearing. Um, and then Drea steps off to the side, reads her advantage that she got while sitting on this sit-out bench during the reward challenge, and it says, go to the well, take five paces. Sorry, this isn't going to be word for word. Basically, five paces, 
to the coconut. The coconut. Look for the coconut. She finds a coconut that looks cracked open. She kind of digs a little bit, moves stuff aside, and she finds this hole. And this hole is filled with red paint. <laughs> I thought that and, was great. <laughs> and that's why the advantage she found, it said, I forgot to mention this, it says beware. It's another beware advantage. So she finds a hole with red paint, sticks her hand in it, pulls out this little capsule, opens it up, and it's an advantage we've seen before. We saw it in season 41. It's the knowledge Liana. is power. Yes. Knowledge is power. Abraham, a lot of people... I just went on the Slaying the Dragon podcast last week, and Scott, who is uh, one of the anchors over there, he hates the knowledge is power. That's like one of his least favorite, uh, yeah, advantages. What do you think about the knowledge is power? Being able to walk up to someone and say, hey, you got an idol? You got to tell me yes or no. Here's the thing about it. It's a part of the game. It's a part of the game because Liana had that same, um, she had that same one. But they knew she had it. And Xander gave his idol to Tiffany, I want to say, for that. So he didn't have an idol. So I think it's another level of gamesman. You get a chance to go in there because now Drea knows that there's Mike has an idol and uh, Marianne has an idol. So in essence, that gives her two idols. So there? So, yeah, that gives her two idols. Give me just a second. Where's my button at? So that gives her two idols. Now you're looking at it. You have the ability to be able to change the game at multiple levels. And I'm like. I'm okay with the reward. I like it. Um, I, I don't really have a problem with it. It is. You have to use it correctly for it to really mean something. I loved how Drea had a decision to make and she had to earn this, you know, this kind of advantage in the game. You look at the hole, you see the hole and it's filled with red paint. She went right into it. It wasn't even a question for her. She was going to, you know, take the risk and, and put her hand in, but brings it out. Her hand is dripping. Uh, her entire <laughs> arm is dripping with red paint. And I love how, you know, the, the little note said, be careful or you might get caught red-handed. Ah, get it? Red-armed, red-handed. Um, so she's at the well, which, Abraham, you can attest to this being on the island. The well is a very popular area for everyone to go. Everybody is at the well because, one, the well is a good place to go talk. It's a good place to go have strategies. So to put it at the well gives you a short amount of time, but hold for a sec. What I what I love was when she stuck her hand down there, how much paint was on it. <laughs> oh, it was a ton. And I don't know, like, if I'd want to do that, I would have done it at the time, not really knowing. Not I wouldn't have been thinking it through. I would have just stuck my arm in. But that is crazy because now you are marked as where did you get all this red paint? At? And we're going to get to it in just a second. Um, her terrible excuse where she tried to hide it. Um but yeah, that was a bad excuse. Oh, it was awful. She's at the well and she's really like trying to get this red paint off using all the water to, to try to rinse it off and everything. Then she's happy about getting the knowledge is power advantage. So let's just set the table for what, um, what Drea has here because she is the most, she's the most rich person in the game. She's got, well, no, let's, let's set the, let's set the table of what Drea doesn't have. 
What does Drea not have? Oh, I see what <laughs> you're saying. Like... She, she's got an extra vote. She's got the amulet advantage. She's got the idol. And now she has the, uh, I just lost the name for it, even though we talked, uh, knowledge is power. And she's holding it up. Abraham, these are my, these are my gifts. So Drea goes back to camp, you know, just sitting with everyone. And Tori notices, she thought she got all the red paint, but Tori notices on the back of Drea's arm, a little bit of red paint. So she says, oh my gosh, are you bleeding? And my first thought is Drea, just go with it. She literally gave it. Just say, oh man, yeah, I should have. Oh man, I thought I hit, I must've hit it on a stick or something. But no, she makes up a story. And this is the first incident all game that I really felt, what are you doing? Like, this was a bad move by Drea. She goes, no, I just got some paint on me after painting the flag. Nobody touched the flag. (laughs) It wasn't even moved. The only good thing about that is nobody really wants to be work with Tori. That's, that's the only good part about that whole scenario and that exchange, because now you like nobody really, cause she, of course, Tori goes and tells. Yeah. She goes, uh, from what we see, she goes and talks to Marianne yeah, and says and she had paint on her arm. So something's going on. You just don't know what it is, but Tori's not in good favor right now. She's still wearing the immunity necklace from her last win. So you, you can kind of just kind of say, okay, we're going to sit her on the side for right now. You don't think anyone's going to believe her? Like if she goes to everyone and ends up saying, Drea has something. I found paint on her hand and she said it was the flag and no one's even touched the flag. I think her and Romeo are, 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 are twins right now because they're just two all over the place. So that works in Drea's favor for now. But if Tori ever survives long enough to get some power, oh yeah, Drea's gone. Well, she might survive long enough because let's get to the immunity challenge, Abraham. So it is a buoy balance. You take a buoy and you have to balance uh, two sticks um, while balancing on the small beam. But we're not going to see everyone take part in it because this is another thing we saw from season 41. And before we get to it, Abraham, I told you going into this season, I did not want season 42 to be season 41 part two. And it's starting to feel like that just because they're bringing back so much, which is fine. Like, I'm I'm not saying anything bad about your guys' season, but let's do something different. You know, we did that stuff. Let's not do the same exact thing. But they they pretty much are doing the same exact things with a little twist. I'm not really I'm not really sure why they just maybe because we came off of a pandemic or why they didn't put more into separating the imagery of our seasons where they just completely look different. I know, and our theme for our season was the monster. Drop the four, keep the one. Yeah, We were unique to our season. 42 doesn't really have an identity, but hey, you, you did like 41 did. So they kind of, it's kind of like almost in a shadow trying to figure out what's going on. And, I, and I'll give them credit. They're making tweaks to the, the challenges. Like Jeff said, well, I'll, I'll go down to four. If you let four stand out on this challenge and I'll, I'll give them the rice for enough. But at the end of the day, are we looking at the challenger? Or are we looking at how the people are going to respond to what to do in that challenge? Cause we see when Marianne comes in, she's really emotional about sitting out. Basically Jeff tells the castaways, I will give you an individual bowl of rice. If you want to sit out or the entire tribe will get a bag of rice that could last you four days even more 
if you really, you know, portion it out, ration it out and all that. So he said, I'm willing to negotiate. We did have another fourth wall breaking Jeff where he's talking to us again before, <laughs> before Jeff's they come on in. all the storylines. Did you notice how he said next, next time look straight at the camera next time the monster might not be as giving or something like that. I don't really, I, 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 and I heard that too. And I was like, I don't think you can use that next time. I, I don't even think you can use that whole build up to survivor. Well, is he talking about season 43? That's what yeah, I was But thinking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that. It only worked that one time on season 41 where all of our PR stuff was, Hey, the monster is going to be even more deadlier now. Than it was before. And then when you broke off into our season, no rice. Yeah. When you do it in season 42, it's like, well, we already knew you weren't going to give him no rice. It's not anything new. No impact to it. My mind was just instantly, there's going to be like a new twist in season 43 where it's going to be even harder. And Jeff is like, it's like season 43 unforgiving or something like that, where it's like, he just gets it makes anticipation nothing. is good. Yeah, the anticipation of what season 43 will look like in comparison to season 41 and 42 is going to be interesting. Now, season 43, I don't want to see any comparison to season 41 and 42. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, that would be very yeah, bad. If we if we come back season 43 and they're doing the exact same advantages and stuff, I'm going to start getting worried about the future of the show. Um, but so basically, Jeff said less the the tribe members, the the castaways. He lets them know about this deal. Look, let's negotiate, right? Because that's their first question. How many people have to sit out? And we got a cheap bunch of people out there. A cheap. Because Mary Ann looks at everyone and goes, all right, how about two? And Jeff, and he has every right to do this, looks at her in shock and says, two. I just told you if one person sits out, I'll give you this little bowl. But if two people sit out, I'll give you a whole bag of rice for the tribe. Absolutely not. He was almost insulted by it. And then the tribe was like, whoa, whoa, Jeff, you said we can negotiate. <laughs> and I love that Jeff went, all right, you want to you want to play that way? You want to negotiate? Give me nine. And then the tribe was like, whoa, uh, that's too much, Jeff. And then so I'm thinking, you know, offer up five or something. Then Mike throws out three. We got a cheap bunch of people here, Abraham. A Look, I mean, are we playing Survivor or are we playing Rice? I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not in trouble, you would have no reason to say, okay, I'll sit out. And you could get it. And uh, the negotiation part was pretty cool because I, I will give – Marianne gave a heartwarming speech. She said, I know I might be in trouble, but I'm going to sit out because I know people need to eat. But here's my problem. You said if you're in a good position, why sit out? It's food. You guys are starving. And if you're part of that eight-person alliance, why not sit out? I know it outs you. <laughs> like I know, I know it. Because you shows. don't trust you don't trust six of the eight. So you like if you're, you just you're, met them. That's fair. That's fair. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, you guys are in a good position and everything. I'm on Marianne's side. Marianne, like Abraham says, has this very tearful moment where basically she said she'll sit out drea said she'll she'll sit out um omar's the last one who was the third one it was drea was it Lindsay? yes Lindsay, drea marianne and they came to terms on four and no one else was wanting to sit out 
to the point where Jonathan said, all right, guys, huddle. No one's jumping out. So we see Marianne give this heartfelt speech where she's like, look, I know I'm in trouble. I actually need this. There's some of you who don't need this. Like, if you don't need this and you know you're safe, just give it up so we can eat. And I was on Marianne's side. If you know you're safe, if you know you're Adrea or Omar or something, give up that shot so the tribe can eat. There's no way they were going home that night. I mean, yeah. In the game of Survivor, really you're, trying yeah. to, you're, trying to, you're trying to play your odds. And, you know, I knew if we didn't eat, it's going to make a Jonathan weak. And I knew I could win and I could get him out. I mean, it's always just you're trying to say what's going to be the right strategy for your game or for the tribe at that time. Because I like the way Jonathan frames it at tribal when we get to it, how and what that meant to him that Marianne sat out. Because she was a, the other three and y'all kind of joined in. The first person was Marianne, and she said, hey, this is what I want to do, and here's the reason why. And everybody else was like, okay, we'll, we'll support that. So, But we also remember now, we also see Drea and Marianne back together again. So I'm kind of interested to see how that all pans out. You're on, you're on Mike's side, right? Mike literally said, I, I don't need to – I didn't come here to eat. I came here to play. I'm playing. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> Mike is 57. He good. He, we're he got coconut. We're learning stuff. If if you're ever on the island with Abraham and I, I will sit out for rice. Abraham is not sitting out. I'll Don't even ask. Him. <laughs> why? Why get that in? Let me tell you something. First of all, that pot is humongous, <laughs> and unless you know how to cook rice, guess what? <laughs> it's not going to turn out right. So uh, either way, either way it go, you're eating rice and coconut and drinking coconut water. You, there's not going to be another enjoyable meal until you get back to Ponderosa. So why try to trick yourself? Now, if you want to get real they, fancy, they got crabs food. and all that kind of stuff. They got food this season and they got food in Australia. I think it was just your guys' this season. You didn't get any food. We didn't get no Applebee's. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> Still sour about that. Well, it comes Applebee's. down to comes down to Tori, Jonathan, and Chanel. And Jonathan is playing to be the challenge beast. He wants to win everything. And then Tori and Chanel really need this win. Tori needed it last week or she would have been going home and she won last week. We see Chanel drop out and then Jonathan drops out. Tori wins immunity again. I keep seeing a bunch of people say, look, so far in individual challenges, uh, challenge beast Jonathan, zero, Tori, two. She is two and oh in individual uh, immunity challenges right now. And it's impressive, Abraham. It's really now, impressive. All the people that sat out, one of them probably could have beat her. But I'm um, again, this is this is the game of Survivor. Tori knows she's in trouble. She knows she has to win immunity. And she, hey, she shows up. So you gotta do, you gotta show up. All you gotta do is outlast somebody. That's, you, this is the outlast part. Are you willing to call her? Are you willing to give her her respect no. and say she's a challenge beast? Because you were the last person to say Shay is a challenge beast in Australia. It took nah. a lot. It took till Tortuga. the very end. Two, two challenges does not make you a challenge beast. She just lost a group challenge, uh, the, the previous challenge. No. If she wins three in a, three in a row, uh, hey, look, admit? I'm going to say she's a threat. <laughs> she's a <laughs> threat. Y'all better, hey, look, y'all better go do some homework. Somebody better trip her up in camp. Don't hurt her. But, <laughs> hey, look, hey, she go, hey, look, y'all ain't going to never get her out. If she wins, if she wins immunity next week, you're not going to get out of the game. Yeah. And that's when the game starts to turn because the person that you want to vote out is not available. So now you got to start eating your own. So we know who probably is on that list. Romeo, you you, you probably on the list. Chanel I don't, on the list. Chanel, I don't think Marianne's on the list. 
Uh, she Dude. isn't this time because we get this back time. to camp and high high lets us know how much he respects Marianne and her speech and sitting out of the challenge. Jonathan already says, look, we, we owe you guys. He says, I'm not voting out a single person who sat out that challenge. So Marianne very well could have saved herself with that. And she still has an idol too. Um, Romeo is not feeling comfortable with the plan of Chanel. Romeo is told by everyone, we're going to vote Chanel out. And that is the plan. That's the real plan. But when you're out there on the island, you don't know what's real and what's fake. Plus, you have everyone else on the tribe telling Chanel that they're going to vote Romeo. And the plan is to split between Chanel and Romeo in case one of them has an idol. Um, and that makes it back to Romeo from Omar. Omar tells Romeo. Uh, Rocks Roy was. No, a, well, no was a... it, it was. <laughs> it was Rocks. Who told Rocks? He said Rocks said he Romeo actually, hey, what names have you heard? And he just said, he, here's the names I've, I've heard. But here's the thing about it is. Mike was a driving force in getting Chanel out. Uh, Mike wanted her out big time. Mike, Mike is Mike still was... mad. And Mike said, nope, I can't trust her. And Mike is just not letting it go. Uh, well, Romeo starts to get paranoid after he hears his names on the chopping block. Right. Super he, paranoid. He, he was talking to Rocks. Rock says, well, here's the names I heard. I heard, um, Chanel. I heard you, Chanel. And I heard, um, was it Marianne? It was Marianne, but Marianne really, her name wasn't thrown around. Yeah, not really. And yeah. where I got confused there is Omar jumps in and he hears that from Romeo when Romeo says, I heard my names on the chopping block. And we talked about this earlier. Omar's playing a strong social game with everybody. He has his foot in every door. And Romeo even said, look, the outcasts think that I'm with them, but I'm really not. And once he hears this, you know, Omar starts saying, you know, he goes, talks to High, and High just says, why don't we change it? Why don't we just go Romeo tonight? And you brought it up. Romeo being paranoid all around camp. And I'll let you I'll let you speak on this because that's one of the worst things you can yeah. do in the game is walk around super paranoid. I, I had a friend, Abraham, message me. He doesn't watch Survivor, but he was watching this episode. And he said, why is everyone wanting Romeo out now? Like, that makes no sense. I said, because... You cannot do anything in the game, or there's very few stuff you could do in the game that pisses people off more than running around and and crying about, you know, kind of being paranoid like that. So, Abraham, this is Romeo shooting himself <laughs> in his own foot. Here's the thing. Condensed being paranoid down to 45 minutes on airtime. Condensed being paranoid for six hours. You just aggravate. You just, you just become annoying at some point. And that's the thing about it is it, it – at this point, 16 days in, it don't take much to annoy each other. So, and what Romeo is doing is he wants to go talk to everybody. No, feel comfortable in what you do and let it play itself out. It's either going to work for you. It's not going to work for you. But here's, here's where I say again, he was not the target. No, he made himself the target. And here's the thing about it is Romeo was like, Hey, I want to have the power to dictate how this game is going. Romeo, you're about to jump off the cliff too soon. Hold on. Let a couple more people get voted out and you can ease in there and take control. But I think Hyde is the one that I'm really kind of interested in how his game has changed. I don't understand. I remember I've, I've spoken about this a lot of times. I don't understand where High is in his game right now. You know, everyone looked at him coming into this game. He's the favorite to win. And I still think he could win. Yes, I still think he's playing a, a strong game. 
But is he? Is he really playing a strong game, or is this just the edit making us think he's playing a strong game? Did we ask Lydia? <laughs> we need gone. to ask Lydia, yeah. And she gone because Hyde stuck with her, and you said, hey, this is, this is my this is my number one. Even when they had the group of eight, he said, this is my second. And then you voted her out. So I don't really know where his game is at right now. I don't know if he's playing offense or defense, but nobody's targeting Hyde right now. And Romeo, you're the target. Chanel, you're the target. And a little bit of Marianne in there. Not a lot, but a little bit. If you still don't understand why being paranoid is so annoying, uh, just picture this. Picture Abraham and I are on the same tribe. And like Abraham said, we see the edited down version. We see 10 minutes of Romeo running around. But imagine it's the day of the vote. And I feel like my name is on the chopping block, much like Romeo did. And I go to Abraham six different times over the span of three hours to see if we're still good. I just keep going up to him. Hey, we still good. Hey, we still good. I'm really worried. Are we still good? After that second or third time, Abraham's going to say, Randy, stop asking. I already told you we're good. That's why paranoia is so annoying in the game. And we, we, we only see a glimpse of it, but it's a long time in between the challenge and actually getting ready to go to tribal and, Sometimes you just want to decompress. <laughs> I, mean, like, I feel like a therapist. I feel like Tori should be a better therapist at this point with him and be like, hey, I know y'all got to decompress. But she has an immunity necklace around her neck. She's not even worried about it. Well, as you said, Mike is really the driving factor. And we'll get to all the car references by Jeff. He's really the driver in this position of getting Chanel out of the game instead of Rode- Romeo, excuse me. Because the vote starts to change. Everyone starts kind of leaning towards, let's get Romeo out. Chanel, she knows her name on the chopping block, but she says, look, when you're paranoid and you're running around and you're talking to everyone, you just shoot yourself in the foot. Chanel does nothing, which we'll get to that when we talk about her going home. Chanel does nothing. She sits down and it almost saves her here because everyone else is like, Let's just vote out Romeo. Chanel has done nothing today. She hasn't been running around. She isn't annoying us. But there's one man who refuses to let that happen, and that is Mike. They go to Mike, and Mike goes, "Uh uh-uh. Nope, I want Chanel out. My vote's going to Chanel regardless. He tells Jonathan, I am voting Chanel. I don't care what they do. And Jonathan says, well, I I wanted to ask you, brother, what you were doing. And I think those two, I think they're very, very close, Abraham. There's a few people in the merge that are kind of, Easy targets, Tori, Chanel, Romeo, and and I kind of throw Marianne a little bit. That are easy targets to go right now because they're one, they're not in a big group. So okay, we're just going to pick them off one by one until something changes, and that's really how Survivor kind of pans out. In your own tribe, you didn't you didn't get any alliances, so you're really going to be hard for you to get an alliance when you become a part of a bigger tribe because you got people saying different things. That's how Tori got thrown on the bus. That's how Chanel got thrown on the bus. Because when their tribe, when we had to merge, they was like, no, don't trust her. And she tried to throw Roxroy under the bus when he came back from the hourglass. So, and you kind of see this stuff and you'd be like, well, maybe I can't trust him. And all you need is a little, something little. Like uh, Romeo was like, not Romeo. Um, he was like, oh, she didn't tell me that I didn't have a vote. But y'all didn't tell me. No, Omar, other, you didn't yeah, have, Omar, y'all didn't have yeah. a vote. Here's the thing. You only need a little bit of something just to turn the ties in your favor where somebody points a needle to them. So we see that happening. But I think Mike is just truly mad about 
you had no reason to vote for me, but you chose to vote for me. And now any opportunity I get, I'm voting for you. And I'm going to take the group with me because Mike got a he still got immunity. He's not worried about it. And yeah, it goes right back to right back to what you said. The mistakes that Chanel has made over the time. We said it when she decided to tell Mike, why did she do that? Mike would have never known that she wrote that, his name down. That is the only mistake Chanel made, but it was the biggest mistake she made. So we get to we get to tribal. Um, High kind of calls out Romeo in a way because Jeff is talking to High <laughs> and he goes, it, it basically says, look, you might think you're part of, after Romeo spoke, said, look, you might think you're part of the group, but if you think that you really aren't, and it was it was weird. I can't remember word when, for word what he said, but it was literally directed at Romeo. When when uh, <laughs> when I introduced this car ride, um, comparison shopping conversation about riding a car, but everybody kind of just ran with the theme of riding in the car. <laughs> and I think the best one was. Buckle up, put a seatbelt on. <laughs> I said, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Romeo, Romeo's full line. If you're in the driving seat, you need to understand when to hand the, the wheel over. And if you don't, you better have your seatbelt on. And, and that's was how like, they left tribal. And it was just wild just to hear everybody kind of go back and use the driving analogy and, I and said, everything they said. I put in my notes, I said, too much car references. Too many. Yeah, they just, and here's the thing about it. Jeff's responsibility in tribal council is to stir the pot. That's his, that's his responsibility, just to stir the pot. You could be sitting there minding your own business and looking a different direction. Jeff be like, hey, so what do you think? Really, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> oh, but I do like the way tribal started when Jonathan said, hey, look, if you sat out, I am not voting for you, period. I don't think they should. Yeah, yeah. if anyone voted for them, I would have been very disappointed. Yeah, if you sat out, I'm not gonna vote for you. Period. I'm, and I like the, I like that gamesmanship to the point of yeah, you're playing a game, but somebody made a sacrifice for you. And Jonathan appreciates eating all the time, and I can understand his size requires he consumes some calories. He already had that peanut butter and jelly, uh, but he wanted a rice too. But I like the way he just said, "Hey, look, I'm not voting for you." And nobody disagreed. Nobody. Matter of fact, none of the four that sat out got any votes. Chanel ends up going home here in a split vote. And we had one vote on high that was from Romeo, I believe. Romeo voted high. And then it, and it was, was odd. It was it. It just keeps showing you that Romeo is out of the loop completely. It was two votes. Uh, the one for high was out there. I think it was just some people. High. Oh, two voted for Romeo and the rest voted for Chanel. Yes. So the two votes that Romeo got. Where were you? So they're not on those are the ones you need to look at and say, okay, who does not have it on? It was it was Marianne and Chanel were the yeah, two votes so, on Romeo. And that's the thing about it is they're out of the loop. So yeah, it was pretty much the alliance came to terms on Chanel. And like we said, it was it was Mike who was the driving factor. Um, what did you think about Chanel's game? You said earlier that she never gained traction, and I said the same thing. I think I messaged her and said, sorry to see you go. You just never, she was never able to get her footing in the game. She played, a. I mean, it was a, it was a quiet game. You know, some of it's up to editing, but we really never saw Chanel. 
we never saw how her game was going to be developed. Uh, considering, you know, the amount of time she did, she was there. And like I said, the one mistake she made was she confessed to voting against Mike. If she didn't confess to voting against Mike, Chanel would have been a part of the alliance and she wouldn't have been on the chopping block. But once she placed that vote and then she, I ain't saying you got to be dishonest to play the game of Survivor, but I would omit a couple of things from your natural personality just so they don't get you in trouble. And that would have been it. I've been like, man, Mike, who voted for you? Who, who made that mistake? And then I'd throw somebody under the bus. I think it might have been somebody else. But uh, I'm here with you the whole time. And that's the thing. That's survival. Outwit, outplay, outlast. Well, once again, Abraham, I come last place in our in our pick em, our winner pick. Em. <laughs> I picked I picked Brianna to win Australia's blood versus water. And she was out second. I picked Chanel to win. And she was the first one out among all of our winners. And once again, I'm finding out that I am bad luck. So if I say your name as my winner pick, I apologize because you're not going to win. Look, um, Survivor is a game of ups and downs. You never know. Who was your backup winner pick? Uh, I High was going to be my uh, original winner pick. Yeah, Hyde is funny as I'll get out to. He's uh, a fun guy. Looking to next week's episode, it looks like there's a an all-guys alliance forming, which I knew was a possibility because you have Jonathan, Mike, and High who just love each other. Okay, just bring in Omar and um, Roxroy, and there's a five-guy alliance, and then I guess you could bring in Romeo as well. Uh, here's the problem with that group right there. I wouldn't put neither one, none of them in charge. Because no. here's the thing. Okay, look at, look at how they play things out now. Mike, once he grabs hold of something, he's not going to let it go. That's not really good for the whole overall mission of trying to get to the end because you're getting stuck on one thing. Uh, Jonathan, that's, that is not his game. Jonathan is going to have to be with somebody to move forward. What's just not being his game? Physical, like the guy's alliance? Just being strateg- trying to use that strategy because now you have to throw Lindsay under the bus. So you're just going to throw her under the bus. And we see some of that act out where you're like, hey, you're not seeing the big picture. You in a Rosh Roy, we haven't seen a lot of editing for him yet, but we're going to see how outside of the hourglass, we really haven't seen Rosh Roy's game. So, um, Hyde he's getting the Erica edit. Yeah, Hyde. Yeah, he probably could. He probably could do something, but I'm going to have to go with Omar. You like if so Omar, you like the position he's in right now. Yeah, if Omar is not leading the guys' alliance, it's not going to work. Uh, I said. I've been saying for weeks now, ever since I knew Chanel had no chance of winning the game. I think Omar's in the best position to win this game right now. I love the game he's playing and he doesn't have all the trinkets like Drea has, but I think it's going to harm Drea in the end. I think we're going to get to a a point where Drea has so much stuff and she loves all of it that she just refuses to play it. Maybe a Mark and Sam situation here. And I could see Drea being blindsided. Well, they, they already got, if Tori stays in the game, Dre's going to get blindsided. But she has to get somebody to work on her side. And right now, Dre just has too many people. We have what? Um, how many people are left? Ten? Uh, ten. Yes, ten, ten people left in the game. So you really still have too many. You need to get down to eight. So if you had ten, we need to get down to eight or seven. If she can get down to seven or eight, then she can kind of, you know, she can play everything. She can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to play my um, basically steal an idol uh, gift. 
She can take that idol, play it if she needs to play it, or just take it and play that idol, play her idol. She still has the amulet. She can play that. So if you get down to seven and she's still in the game, she can use everything up to get down to final three. If she, I mean, if she's willing to play it, that's going to be the thing. As, as, long as, she doesn't, as, as long as she doesn't turn into like a survivor hoarder over here who just holds everything. Now, whoever you take that uh, idol from, they're going to they come in for you. <laughs> yeah. So if you take it, you take it from Marianne, you better hope you voted out that night. If you take it from Mike, you better hope Mike being voted out that night. Are you talking the uh, what about the amulet advantage as well? That's still in the game. You have a uh, yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay, High, and Drea. Remember, if like Drea votes out High, that amulet advantage becomes even more powerful. If she votes out High and Lindsay, it's now, a, you know, it's now an idol. Okay, so let's see what the one vote being cast on High does to everybody. Because nobody knew who cast a vote. So, but High's going to know somebody threw a vote on him. He may assume it was Romeo, but we're going to see what the backlash is to that. If he assumes it's Lindsay or Drea, which is only one vote in a group of that many. So, um, as long as High doesn't get paranoid, and I would rather see Lindsay and Drea kind of get together and say, okay, we're going to team up. And that's their biggest concern. Who teams up with who? Um, but these next three episodes is going to determine... It's going to give us a clear-cut idea to a certain... I won't say clear-cut. These next three episodes are going to show us who the possible winner of season 42 is going to be. The overall point here is season 42 is picking up. It is ramping up. And if you've decided to live under a rock and avoid it for whatever reason, you better get to watching. Because it has been insane. We know the storylines. We know the people. And look, it is a roller coaster ride. They gave us a sneak peek of next week. We still don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, for the first time this season, we had a fantasy contest where you guys could send us your fantasy teams and, oh. com- and compete alongside us, the anchors here at the Survivor Now podcast. Abraham, myself, Will, and Dylan. I'm going to give you guys an update. I'm going to give you the top three. As of now. So with the team of Lindsay as his winner pick, Jonathan, Marianne, Andrea, he's the only guy who has all four of his players remaining in the game. Abraham leads <laughs> with 66 points. Abraham, how are you feeling, man? Look, that's a solid squad. That's a solid squad. And they still perform the only person in fantasy purposes that has all four of their people still in the game. Not even worried about it. I think I'm still secure next week too. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, in second place with seven points back with 59 points, his winner pick is Drea. He's got Marianne and Mike still in the game. Mm. It's Parker. He is Parker is in second place, seven points behind Abraham. So congrats Parker. And then in third place, with 52 points so you're talking 14 points behind abraham he's got mike as his winner pick (laughs) hi andrea remaining in the game we have our fellow analyst will yeah man will's will's been around me so will will game is maturing so what about what about me abraham i'm third i'm like third to last with 39 points we 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 try to bring you in the fold man you just didn't want to listen to me and will you have, try to bring you in there, guy. You have 66 points leading 
I have 39 where my winner pick was eliminated in Chanel. Zach went first overall. He was the first one out. And the remaining two players that I have are High and Tori. Ooh, and, and Tori only hanging on because she's running immunity. So it, it's looking a little dicey for you. I mean, I just – I'm not it's as just, smart as I think I am. When it comes, my winner picks suck and my team suck. Hey, the good thing about it is they'll be over at um, they'll be over at Ponderosa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I'll, I'll get to I'll get to enjoy him there. That's that's a good thing. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. It was another fun week chatting Survivor. A uh, couple things here, like we said, season forty two will have a live finale. They've set the date May twenty fifth, so we will be recording, I believe, on the twenty sixth. We're not going to record that night because it's a three-hour episode and it'd be, it would be done for Abraham at 10 o'clock at night. It would be done for me at 11 o'clock at night. So we're going to avoid that night altogether. It's a late night. Uh, three hours of Survivor. We'll be back on the 26th, but I can only say we hope to be back on the 26th because I am actually, if you guys are watching the YouTube channel, I have my sling off. I got it off today but I have surgery on the 25th. So literally survivor finale day is my surgery day. So it's going to depend a lot on how I'm feeling and how I'm recovering and stuff. Uh, There's also going to be two weeks coming up where we don't have any episodes. It's going to be a nice little survivor now podcast vacation. Abraham will and I really, I mean, especially Abraham and I have been going nonstop since Australia. So it's going to be a nice two week break as I go on a cruise um, it's going to be a well, well-earned break. Got something to say, Abraham? Did I see something about Africa starting the season up? Uh, Africa, yes. South Africa will start up this July. Oh, okay. Wait, hey, which, wait a minute. We we might be doing something. Which we are covering. We are going to cover South Africa. And breaking news, I haven't released it yet on Instagram or Twitter just because I've been insanely busy. Uh, after being away for so long, Survivor UK is actually being in in talks to uh, be brought back by BBC. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, in, in terms of our off season, Abraham, we have the end of May, we'll do our finale episode. And then we have like the month of June that we have completely off and we don't have to talk survivor. Not that we hate it. We love it. No. And then July, we're right back for survivor South Africa. Gearing up. It's, I mean, can't complain. I've only but, I've only seen a part of South Africa's scene. It's like the starting of it, like the first three or four episodes. So it's it's a lot more grittier than Australia. Put it that way. We're we're currently uh, we are currently revealing the cast on our Instagram. If you want to head on over at Survivor Now Podcast, it's going to be Return of the Outcast. So a lot of returning players for South Africa. Go check out the cast as we continue to release it. You can also catch our individual bios in our main Instagram, the at survivor now podcast, but Abraham, you want to throw out your, uh, your Instagram, uh, username here for everyone. You can catch me on, you can catch me on IG Abraham underscore 99. Did you, you froze for a second. Oh yeah. We lost you for just a second. Oh, go ahead. You can, you can find me on IG on the Abraham underscore 99 underscore 99. I'm usually out there just saying some great things and acting up on Survivor. <laughs> Always post amazing recaps right after the episode airs. It's fun to watch. When are you going live, Abraham? 
You know what? I'm going to go live next week. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to go live next week. Um, I may do right after the show. I may do a live. Okay. So instead of doing a a taping, I might just go live right after the show. Well, or I may go. go I may go live before. I don't know yet. So I got I got to work it out. I got to work my mic situation out. That's really what I got to do now. I got to work out my mic. Am situation. I am I hearing a pre-show maybe? Get on live yeah. and talk pre-show like? If I can get my mic, I'll let you know Randy so we can all jump on live together. Uh I just got to check my mic out. So cool. guess what I'll be at this weekend? I'll be at Best Buy or I'll be on Amazon. <laughs> if you're in the any of the Best Buys in Texas, check Abraham out. Yeah, I'll be in Best Buy <laughs> looking for a mic. I want to I want to be able to look at it first. So I'll probably jump over there tomorrow. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. Don't forget to go and subscribe to our YouTube page. If you're watching this on YouTube, just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also give us a follow on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you guys listen to this. And I guess we'll catch you guys next week for more Survivor.